Welcome back, Black Alchemy audience. It's Black Alchemy, the podcast with another episode with our good friend, Miss Goody Howard. Yes, goody, I love goody, this so good? much. I love this so much for so many reasons. So happy to see you. It's so good to see you too. Thank you for spending the time. I love everything about your look, the hair, the glasses, Thank the you so lip. Much. I'm a reflection of you. <laughs> Talk to me about that lip color. This is Mogul. This is the name of the color. It's Mogul from Omalewa Cosmetics. And that is a Black-owned cosmetics brand. They do the full face. Like, they have all the cosmetics. But if you see me in makeup, it was applied by a professional. Like, I don't know how to do that. But the lipstick, I love. Because originally, I bought it because it was mask-proof. And then I realized that it's blowjob-proof. Oh, well, then that's a special benefit. It's oral sex-proof. I'm going to put it like that. And so it actually has to be removed. So you take it off with baby oil or micellar water. But, like, I go to sleep and wake up. And it's still popping. It's still popping. Like, I'm in, in the drop-off line in the morning in my pajamas with my hair everywhere with lipstick on because I done forgot. Wow. <laughs> so it's Omalewa. It's O-M-O-L-E-W-A. Never heard of it. Fabulous. Fabulous. And so she has all these different shades, and all the shades have, like, these boss-ass names. But I love a red lip. Right. So my three reds that I go to, Mogul is my fave. Then there's Visionary that's a little darker, mm-hmm. and Overcomer is a little lighter. Ooh. How's Overcomer spelled? Is it C-U-M? No, no. She's not a sex brand. She's a beauty brand. That's okay. We love those too. We love all black lady owned brands. All of it. And I wear Mogul so much and I talk about Mogul so much. She wants to rebrand it to make it like Mogul by Goody. Oh, I love it. And so if she does, I'm going to be so excited. But if she don't, I'm still going to wear it. (laughs) So for those of you out there who don't know Goody Howard, please tell us who you are if you can. I mean, you know. (laughs) Um, Well, my name is Goody Howard. My pronouns are she, her, and boss. I don't code switch and I cuss a little bit. I tell people, I'm, you know, I'm your favorite sex educator's favorite sex educator. Love it. That's what I tell them. Because I'm hip hop. I love the bars of it all. But yeah, I have two business models. I have pleasure development and professional development. So the pleasure development is, of course, selling the assistive tech and the pleasure tools. And I teach sexual workshops, sexual skill building workshops like rideology and lick and lip service, etc. And then I sell goodie gear which is like conversation starting t-shirts. So like I have like S-E-X-E-D-U, of course. I have one that's like the clitoris, but he's dressed like Waldo. <laughs> I've seen that one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because no one can find him. I love that. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> that is the best. So I like things like that, right? Because then people will like ask you about your shirt and stuff. And especially if you're in a sexuality space or in a sex ed, sex pleasure space, getting those conversations started is how you get your clients. Yeah. I must say, the last time I saw you at Sex Down South last year, I bought two shirts from you, and one of them was Pleasure Professional. And I must admit, even in New York, I'm nervous to wear it because I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't mean literally. <laughs> I mean, now there's anything wrong with you that. Can, you can help people access their pleasure, but if, yes. if people stop you and ask you about it, yes. then you can tell them what it is you do. Yes. And, and so, I, I think I haven't prepared an answer. Yeah, you got to get your elevator pitch together yes. so you can just tell them and stick and move. Yes. And then the thing about the shirts is also they have the QR code on the back so it'll take them to my website like you know people say oh that's a cute shirt where'd you get it and you never remember and if you buy it from the website you can also personalize your goodie gear so you can put your website or your url or your instagram name or whatever on the back as well so then you are then actually again always closing so that's the pleasure development side then the professional development side i teach sex gender and orientation navigating pronouns basically i walk the walk that dni talks around sexual health equity and access for uh, educators, social workers, and healthcare professionals. And I low-key do sex ed business coaching for sex ed and health and pleasure professionals. Oh, so you're but, teaching other professionals. Yes, because how to, on the business side, because most sex educators were like tree huggers, we're therapists, we're educators, we want to heal the world, and we often get conflate nonprofit and no-profit. 
That's not my ministry. Part of being able to be a pleasure professional is to be able to secure pleasure for yourself and peace and the freedom that comes with that, right? I'm a six-figure business. I'm trying to scale to seven. I tell people all the time, I'm trying to hit my first million before I'm 45. I'm 42. So I'm trying to take my people with me. You know what I'm saying? So the things that I learned, I then retrain. My bachelor's is in business as well. So I kind of do that. But that's like the very small piece. But that's who I am and how I show up in this space. So I met Goody last year. We we recruited her for some cultural exploitatory conversations on a sexual wellness project that I was working on and the client absolutely loved you and you know every presentation like I said every presentation you're included I'm like we're looking for sex educators if Goody's not on the list I don't know what, <laughs> like, what are you doing what are we doing what are we doing I love it you are so wonderful and your spirit is just you just jump out it's just wonderful to talk to you so you are here doing a bunch of stuff this year for Lots sex down south yes. so in about an hour less, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you will be doing the workshop on sensual intelligence. So what is sensual intelligence for our listeners who are not familiar with that term? What does that mean? So my definition of sensual is experiencing non-sexual pleasure through all six of the senses. So sight, sound, taste, touch, scent, and feel, that emotional, that inside, right? That sixth sense, like we say, right? And so when you move through the world experiencing sensuality, embracing, identifying, and exploring the non-sexual pleasure. It makes pleasure accessible because we often conflate sex and pleasure. So sensual intelligence is, is taking sex and pleasure and separating them and making sex accessible. I mean, making pleasure accessible. So it's not a chore. It's not something that you have to prepare for or make space for. It's everywhere. And if you identify it everywhere, now it's very real. And when you become a more sensual human, and then you start to have a sexual experience, you then experience sex through all six of those senses, right? So it adds layers you to your pleasure. You start with the sensuality. Yeah. yeah, we start with sensuality because I think the sensual piece is the most important piece. Because looking how we look in the bodies we have in the world we live in has its own set of pressures and impediments to pleasure. So we want to connect to pleasure as often as possible because pleasure is resistance. Pleasure is restorative. Pleasure is grounding. And so if you can connect to that and find your happy place in a world of chaos, then it improves your mental and emotional wellness outcomes. And, you know, you show up as a better partner. You show up as a better parent. You show up as a better friend. You show up as better for yourself. And so to me, the sensual is the biggest piece. The intelligence is when you apply and leverage the sensuality in sexual spaces. So sensual intelligence is leveraging that in a sexual space. So if you're sensual in a sexual moment, you're experiencing that moment through all six of the senses. But it also makes you more receptive to the more than 18 different kinds of orgasms that the human body... 18? More than 18. I thought you said 10. More than 18 different kinds of orgasms that the human body has to offer, 10 of which are accessible by people with penises. Because often when we think multiple kinds of orgasms, we only think femme-identified clitoris-having bodies. That's not the case, right? So So when you say 18 or more, you're talking about all body. When I say 18 or more, 12 are clit-owner specific, 10 are penis-owner specific, and then the other ones that are kind of like a Venn diagram are for everyone. And then, so it does that. It, It makes you more accessible, more receptive to at least experiencing that. And it takes... It pushes orgasm further back in the list of goals where sex is concerned. Because if you're experiencing the pleasure, the orgasm will get there. And so then it takes that pressure off the table. So my goal is to close the pleasure gap with this type of education. I love it. So it's so interesting because I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who who said, I wish you could bottle up all of your, you know, erotic (laughs) energy and like and I'm like, it's not. And what I explained to her is that, you know, I live this, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you, and and it's from a sensual perspective, and I said, these are the things that I do that keep me in this space. I flirt with everybody. I flirt with my doctor, the girl, you know. 
Flirting is an exchange of positive energy. Flirting is also recognizing the effort that someone else put into their appearance or their, you know, how they show up in the world, be it, you know, their energy, their aesthetic, what have you. So you're transferring that energy. That's non-sexual pleasure. Like you said, we get dressed for each other. People with penises usually don't, don't even see. They're like, oh, that's cute, but they don't know why or whatever. And they don't come tell you. Went you through and like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, girl, okay, shoes, okay, polka dots, okay. You know, we see it. And so it's just a positive exchange of energy. It does something for that feel sense. And, and it's then, just spreading love. It is. That's all it is. It's spreading non-sexual love. Absolutely. Because I have so many male friends that love and respect me because I'm rational and I'm logical and I'm concise and these types of things. But And they don't really see that or they don't identify that in other women. But then it gets to a point where they respect me because of these things, but then they don't know what to do with that respect because I have a pussy. So then they think, should I respect you with my dick? Because men are not socialized. To treat us like human beings. They're not socialized to treat people, to treat women that they're not attracted to. With respect. Or, or that they're not socially responsible for with non-sexual respect. That part. And so I, I help walk that line for them. And so, and again, that sensual intelligence. I had these guys that were watching me move through this party and they stopped me and they were like, we have been watching you all night. It's like soft porn watching you move, basically glide through this party. And I was like, what are you saying? And they're like, cause you're just enjoying it all. You're like tossing your head back laughing. You're doing these things. I'm experiencing non-sexual pleasure, engaging with these people, having these conversations, laughing. The music is good. It's like, it was a whole thing. You're conflating with soft porn because you see joy on me. Right, you see, it's not on me, it's in me. And the definition of pleasure is experiencing joy, excitement, or satisfaction. It has nothing to do with sex. Sex is not even in the definition. Yeah, in the def so because I live a pleasure-filled life yes. and we conflate pleasure with sex, now I'm sexual suddenly, right. right? That's the separation that we need. That is how people can show up and identify. And again, it makes pleasure accessible. Because you think, oh, pleasure, if you conflate pleasure and sex, then it's like it becomes this chore. It's like, damn, I got to shave my legs and find the condoms and make the and bed. The and, and, you know what I'm saying? Who yeah. finna do? No, we got five minutes while Coco Melon finna come it on. It becomes a chore. So it becomes a chore. But if you make it accessible, the non-sexual pleasure accessible, it doesn't take much to make a happy person happy. And so if you can connect to your joy like that in a non-sexual space, then you get a sexual space and you're actually with someone you want to be having sex with. And you just get right to it. It's and easier to connect to all that pleasure. And yeah. you're grounded and present. Because a big thing in this hustle culture that we live in is not being present. So when you connect to your sensuality, you're just, it's like it becomes your operant conditioning. Yeah. It becomes your Pavlovian response yeah. to move through the world with non-sexual pleasure. So here are some examples that I think of as non-sexual pleasure mm -hmm. and sensuality that I just incorporate into okay. my everyday okay. ritual. So I love my lotions and potions. I'm a, you know, I'm a girly girl. I love my rose water that I get, yeah. you know, imported from <laughs> Egypt that, or Lebanon rather that I steam my face with or all the different lotions and oils that I put on my skin. I'm very intentional about the undergarments that I mm. wear. They have to feel a certain way. They have to be a certain texture. I put on those satin sheets even when I don't have a date because yeah. I want to sleep in satin sheets. Because you want to. Because I want to. Eating some ice cream in bed, I'm experiencing pleasure, and it's my bed, and I want to have a sensual moment because I just want to feel good in that moment. It has nothing to do with sex. and has nothing to do with whether or not, not there's a partner in my bed. If you're not going to do it for yourself, then how are you going to do it for somebody else? And why would you? And how are you going to expect them to do it? Because you don't even know what you want. Right. And then it also breeds resentment, and it attributes to the feeling of it being a chore. Because yes. if you're not doing it for yourself, mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, I got to... I gotta shake my legs, I gotta, for this other person, then that's how. It's like, I gotta do this shit because of you? I gotta do this shit because of you. I don't I gotta get to have sex, money. I got to have sex. I gotta spend this money doing the waxing and the this and the Botox and the that 
for you, and you don't even see it. You don't. You even, don't appreciate it. You don't acknowledge it. You don't acknowledge it. You don't, it. You don't, you don't it. help pay for it. You don't pay for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. If it, the least you can do is cash up a bitch. Right. That is the crux of like the science and whole shit. You know, I want to talk about science and whole shit. The sensuality and explaining sensuality and pleasure with like, like I said, the operant conditioning is like that's you know the science. You know, the operant conditioning. And when we start to move through the world with that intention of gratitude, we create that operant conditioning of pleasure. We're training ourselves because we have to be pleasure in action. Like if, if people don't see it on us and engage with us. How can they give it to us? That's what I say. Your orgasm is your responsibility. It is. Because if you don't know what your pleasure scripts are, how can you communicate them to your partner? And that's non-sexual pleasure scripts and sexual pleasure scripts because... When your non-sexual needs are met, you're more likely to be able to connect to your pleasure effortlessly. What are some other ways of connecting to your own sensuality in non-sexual ways? Because I think Sex Down South, we're all coming to this conference with a certain level of understanding and a certain level of acceptance and a certain, you know, so, and I tell anyone who will listen about this conference, wherever they are Mm -hmm. in their journey, Mm -hmm. because wherever you are, there's something for you to learn. Take what you need. Take what you need. And every year you come back, you can take more. And then you maybe you can start to add value to the space as well. And then, you know what I'm saying? It's a community. That's why I come here. When I tell my friends, they're like, you're not teaching a workshop? I'm like, I'm not qualified to teach a workshop. You have no idea. Like, you think I know a lot about the, sex? But like, But you're the, you're the expert in your friend group. Right. And so they're like, girl, what? How you, how you not teaching class? And I'm like, because I don't know shit. I mean, I do, right. but I don't. You but know you, I mean? you don't feel like you're ready I to teach I don't feel it. like right. I'm qualified, you know, after talking to you for 10 minutes. I know I ain't getting no, I don't know nothing. And listen, and these not the degrees, because people like, yeah, well, you got like a master's degree and a master of public health and you're getting a PhD. And I have a master of social work, a master's of public health, and I'm getting a PhD in health education and promotion because that's what I do. See, y'all black women, y'all just we keep going to you school. You know what I'm saying? Listen, because... Goody Howard MSW MPH can get shit done. But Dr. Goody can get it done at a better rate, more quickly, with less questions. And so I need motherfuckers to pay my rate and I need them to be comfortable paying my rate. And the thing about what we do in the sexuality, health, and pleasure area is that everyone thinks they can do our job because they're having sex. And that is like going to a Michelin star restaurant and thinking because you eat the food, you can make the food. You no, can't. there are pros in this space. You know what I'm saying? But because people think it's just fucking. Right. And I told some people. Because somebody told them that they give a good blowjob, then all of a sudden, no, no, girl. You out here hurting people. And so understanding that sex ed, health and pleasure is more than orgasms and rainbows. It's critical race theory. It's applied science. It's applied linguistics. It's uh, public health. It's education. It's neurology. It's It's psychology. neurology. Yes, it's science and whole shit. It is anatomy and physiology and all of the things. It's culture. It's all of it. I have so much AMP knowledge, anatomy and physiology knowledge. I'm thinking about going to get an associate of nursing just for shits and giggles because I can. And because I teach health professionals, I feel like if I get an associate of nursing, I may be able to speak to them more effectively and impactfully because I am an educator so I can talk to the educators. I am a social worker so I can talk to the social workers. So I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? And my bachelor's in business. I use that shit every day. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there is, I think lived experience is informative, not definitive, but lived experience makes you an expert on your shit. And so I think that you absolutely can contribute to this space in a workshop presenting kind of way. But I also know that if you ain't ready to do it, you can't, you ain't gonna be ready to do it. Yeah. I look forward to the day when you do. Oh, thank you, sweetie. But I'm very much enjoying just having these conversations because it's a learning experience for me. And I think, I hope my objective is Mm. to kind of help people who are a little earlier on their journey um, come forward. Aspiring, emerging, and established sexuality professionals. It's like where they are in the contemplative process. If you're aspiring, you're thinking about it, 
but you ain't really pulled the trigger. I'm talking about listeners who are who oh. would would attend yes. to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Community folks yeah. and lay and I would say I say lay people because they don't do the work. Right. I think this is a great space for lay people. And like what I do with central intelligence too, like you were saying, like accessibility. How can someone access their sensuality? And like you said, there's a certain baseline understanding of this community. But in that workshop, I talk about a shadow shower. A shadow shower is it's an exercise that will immediately connect you to your sensuality. And so it's going into a shower that you are familiar with. No lights, no candles, no music, just you in the shower. And so you are taking the shower. Your eyes will adjust. You're taking the shower with all six of your senses. Your eyes will adjust. You're hearing. You hear the water. You hear your breathing. is very cathartic. You're touching your skin. Usually the only time we're naked is for the utility of cleaning or for sex. So now it's a very nurturing naked experience because you have to touch your skin differently to see if there's still soap there or do I need to rinse off or do I need to shave or whatever. It's a very exploratory, nurturing type of touch. And so it bridges the gap between utility and fucking because we don't deal with our naked bodies unless we are cleaning it or using it for pleasure. So it gives you a way to connect and nurture yourself. If you need to pray, meditate, whatever, cry, all of that washes down the drain. So it's very cathartic and meditative. The sense of smell is engaged with whatever you use to wash your body. You know, I let the water run in my mouth and just kind of run so it's like the, your taste is engaged, all of these different things. And so when you experience this shadow shower through all six of your senses, even when you get out, like you said, the lotions and the potions and all of those things, that is how you're connecting to your sensuality. And if you continue to do that regularly, again, that operant can conditioning will start to show up when you're not in your shadow shower and you're moving through the world. Absolutely. And it becomes a practice and it just becomes natural mm -hmm. and, and you incorporate it. Like yes. And it yes. gets incorporated into your life. Exactly. And that's how alchemy happens. Absolutely. 100%. I, I love it so much. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. The work that you do is amazing and so inspiring. So talk to me about what else you're doing after your sensual intelligence workshop. So I'm out here all day selling, all weekend selling goody gear. So I'm vending at Goody Gear, and I have a couple of aspiring sex educators that have volunteered to work the table, so they're getting some communal experience. I'm so excited about that. And then I'm teaching Rideology tonight, 6.30, which is my dick riding class. And you um, offer that online all the time. I do offer it online, but this is like in person. Yes. And so that is the difference, right? And it's it's not a part of the conference, but it is in the conference space. Got it. So it's $50 a ticket. Sex Down South attendees get $5 off. Goody Gang members get $5 off. And it's going to be in person. And so it's a dick riding class. But I teach people how to ride dick with their anus, their vagina, and how to caress two vulvas together because it's a partner on top workshop. And I teach people to get on top with confidence, control, and stamina. I love it. Confidence, yeah. control, and stamina. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need because when you get up there, you don't know what to do with your hands. You don't know what to, you don't know what you look like. Or you get up there for like you know a minute and your, your back start hurting, your knees start popping, you check engine light come on. You know what I'm saying? It gets it gets to be an ordeal, and now you don't want to do it. And so I teach people you don't need Meg the style your knees to ride dick. Right. Right. And so I teach people how to leverage their body weight. Mm -hmm. I took into consideration the impact on the knees and back range of motion of the rider and the person being ridden, yeah. body size of both partners, if it's a penis or a dildo, because that matters, yes. and then just kind of leveraged all of that. And we just, it's five positions, variations on every position. And in the workshop, when it's live, I encourage people to partner up and practice the positions so they can see how it feels in their body versus how they normally ride it. And if they're not comfortable partnering with their people, because I encourage them to like bring somebody with you, it brings up ticket sales, but also, you know the person you're hunching on. Um, and you might as well practice together. You might as well practice together, right? If they're challenged with that, then they can practice with me because I'm the professional in the room. And it's very much an educational space. People hear rideology or dick riding class or blowjob class and they think, ooh, salacious, sex, blowjob, slaughter. It's an educational space. And I teach my, all my workshops are taught from the position of the giver. I don't care. They're like, oh yeah, you need to teach them how to satisfy their man. I'm not giving a fuck about satisfying no man. What I'm teaching you is how to enjoy performing oral sex on whatever kind of general you're performing oral sex on. 
to bring joy to yourself. Because when you enjoy it, you're connected to the pleasure. You may do it more. The enthusiasm is going to come across. And you're across. doing it better. Yeah, you're doing it better. The enthusiasm come across to your partner. It improves relationship satisfaction because you're not resenting them for having to do it. And they're excited that you enjoy doing it and they can tell, right? It has so many levers and levels and so many impacts. Yeah. But I always teach from the perspective of the giver, from the perspective of improving the pleasure of the giver. Because my goal is to close the pleasure gap. Everything I do, I ask myself, how is this closing the pleasure gap? That is our mission, That's closing it. that pleasure gap. Everything I do, how is this? Even my t-shirts. My shirts are from Bella Canvas, so they're softer. They have more stretch, so they feel better. They connect to pleasure. Every fucking thing I do is how is this you closing the pleasure gap? You are a businesswoman, boss lady. I am. I mean, I'm you know, you, you think about it all. So, so someone will come up to you. You say, "Hey, I have a dick riding class," and they say, "Ooh, yeah, I don't know." What are the most common objections that people have for taking a very literal? class like that because you know some of the courses here and the workshops here are theory mm -hmm. and, and, and cultural and concept yes. mm -hmm. and some of them are, are very literal mm -hmm. like this is how you spank somebody's ass yes. <laughs> this right. is how right. you ride a dick yes. tactile education tactile hard education skills. hard <laughs> skills and that's you have to reframe it that way mm -hmm. it is a hard skill mm -hmm. and if you're going to ride dick if you're going to fuck you might as well do it right do it so it feels good to you because yes. you're doing it for them and now you're mad that resentment and you're, you're talking mad. about do it so that you enjoy it. Yes. So what are some of the objections or what are some of the issues that people have aside from physical? Like they have a bad back. Yeah, that's the, the main ones is the bad knees, the bad back. Is it for big girls? What if the dick keeps falling out? Is You know, what if the dick ain't Small, big enough whatever. to ride? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Do you? Yeah, it's all of it. Because again, I teach you how to ride dick with your anus, your vagina, or how to caress two vulvas together. If you can caress vulvas together in these positions, a small dick ain't gonna matter. Let me caress two vulvas. Like scissoring, like I don't call it scissoring because it's not how the bodies are fitting, but, or what is it, tribbing? Yeah, tribbing, yeah, yeah. yeah I've never heard anybody say caressing vulvas. Because I like language and that's my sensual intelligence. I, know, I love, well, I have a literature degree, so I appreciate oh, yes! it. Now I am certified to teach English language reading, uh, language arts and reading, eight through 12. But I don't like other people's children. Fair. But yeah, no, so I say caressing two vulvas together because I need people to get that visual because then you know if your partner's penis is small, if I'm teaching people to caress two vulvas together, then this is not a challenge, right? Also, people think it's not for them. Oh, I don't do dick, so it ain't for me. Right. It's partner on top. It's rideology. It's not dick ridingology. Yes. It's rideology. Yeah. So it could be a dildo. It could be, yes. A dildo, another pussy, it's whatever. That is why when like the push the pushback is usually knees back or oh, I don't do dick. What about big girls? Right. Look, look at me. <laughs> I'm five five two seventy five. Don't try this at home. You know what I'm saying? I make this look easy. You know what I'm saying? Don't try this at home. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those are the main ones. Or they be like, girl, I don't need that. I don't need. I know how to ride. He's fine. Or they be like, girl, I need that. Those are the pushbacks. Or yes, please sign me up. And then there's a I don't know the sister's name, but she keeps going viral for dick school. And she has them, uh, it's a dick riding class, and she has them on pillows and things like that. People keep tagging me in it. I actually issued a statement because I was I was like, because it, it, it looks like it's in like a dance studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people keep reaching out to me, and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm glad sis is getting her coin. Right, get her coin. I said, yeah, I'm not the only sex educator. I'm excited that they think of me when they see it, but. I'm not the only sex educator that teaches a class like this. We all put our own spin on it. We all focus on different aspects of it. I may be a little more gracious about it than some other people, but I'm excited to see sis getting her coins. So tell me about your the people who sign up. These are women of all ages. All ages, all sizes, all married, races. Married, not married, married, kids, no kids. Yes, and men as well. Because here's the thing. 
They'll be like, can men come to this class? Yes. If you're trying to ride some dick, you are welcome in this class. Men that are not interested in riding dick will change the energy of the workshop. Of course. So for the men, they'll be like, oh, can I come to this class? And like, are you trying to ride some dick? And they'll be like, nah. I'm like, well, I have the replay for sale on my website. You can go grab that and you can watch it in the pleasure of so your own So in their home. minds, they want to take it so that they can then tell their partner? I don't know why they want to take it. Okay. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to be salacious and be like, oh, yeah, ooh, they riding dick. Because I get that question about my blowjob class, too. And I get men be like, oh, I'll be your, st- I'll be your, your, your model, prop whatever. or whatever. And I'm like, you wouldn't make it past the warm-up, for uh, one. Two, Mr. Howard is not fucking having it. Right. At all. At all. And three, no, thank you. So I was like, if you interested in sucking dick, yes, you belong in this class. And so for people that, that they think, oh, it's a salacious space, they think, oh, yeah, oh, they're all sucking dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> That's not what it is. It's an educational space. So if you're interested in the workshop and you don't participate in these activities, I do have the replays for sale on my website. You can watch them in the comfort of your own home for 30 days. Like, do that. You're not going to come and disrupt the space. At all. Because I'm an educator, but I'm also a social worker. I'm also trying to reduce harm. I want to make people safe. I crack jokes and shit to make people comfortable with the education that I'm giving them. It's important for me, the non-sexual pleasure, to be present so that people are more receptive to learn. So when is their rideology class? Rideology is tonight as... 6.30. 6.30. Amazing. Well, thank you, Goody. I appreciate you so much. I know I got to wrap up because, I, you know, yeah, I, gotta talk to I know a you got you gotta your go workshop to people, coming up. <laughs> well, everyone, hashtag Ask Goody. Please give us your online credentials so we know where to find you. Oh, I'm Ask Goody on everything. A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y with a Y on I-E me. Yeah, so just, and please follow me because I can't run ads on social media, which is crazy. Which is crazy. It's crazy for several reasons, but I am flagged on Instagram and Facebook. Like, I'm, I can't run ads, but I have been hired by Meta to train their staff twice. Look at that. But I'm flagged on their on they, on they platform. Look at that. Like, unflag a bitch. Unflag a bitch and stop playing. So, that's what it is. But yes, I'm Ask Goody everywhere. The website is askgoody.com. The email address is Ask Goody, all of it. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So are you, my love. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank I honor you. you. You're so wonderful. Thank you. You don't make me cry. I'm a gangster. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> you would be my I'm second thug. person to cry. I'm a thug. I'm a thug. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Thugs cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girl. Artlist.io. 